did not know how many of you actually took the time to read Joshua the 6th chapter. So I thought we'd start out by going ahead and reading it because I'm quite sure that some of you probably didn't read it ahead of time. And it's important for us to understand what this thing, what I'm going to talk about. So I just want to read it. Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand, its king and the mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all you men of war. You shall go around the city once. This you shall do six days. And the seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times. And the priests shall blow the trumpets. Then it shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn and when the, when you hear the sound of the trumpet that all the people shall shout with a great shout. Then the wall of the city will fall down flat and the people will go up every man straight before him. So Joshua the son of men called the priest and said to them, take up the ark of the covenant and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord. And he said to the people, Proceed and march around the city, and let him who was armed advance before the ark of the Lord. So it was, when Joshua had spoken to the people, that the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Lord advanced and blew the trumpets, and the ark of the covenant of the Lord followed them. The armed men went before the priest who blew the trumpets, and the rear guard came after the ark, while the priest continued blowing the trumpets. Now Joshua had commanded the people saying, You shall not shout or make any noise with your voice, nor shall any word proceed out of your mouth until the day I say to you, Shout, then you shall shout. So he had the ark of the Lord circle the city, going around it once. Then they came into the camp and lodged at the camp. And Joshua rose early in the morning, and the priest took up the ark of the Lord Then seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of the ram's horns before the ark of the Lord went on continually and blew with trumpets, and the armed men went before him them. But the rear guard came after the ark of the Lord, while the priests continued blowing the trumpets. And the second day they marched around the city once and returned to the camp. So they did six days. But it came to pass on the seventh day that they rose early, about the dawning of the day, and marched around the city seven times in the same manner. On that day only, they marched around the city seven times. And the seventh time it was so, when the priest blew the trumpets, that Joshua said to the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. Now the city shall be doomed by the Lord to destruction, and it shall be... And it all, and it and all who are in it, only Rahab the harlot shall live, she and all those who are in her house, because she hid the messengers that we sent. And you, by all means, keep yourselves from the accursed things, lest you become accursed when you take the accursed things and make the camp of Israel a curse and trouble it. But all the silver and gold and vessels of bronze and iron are consecrated to the Lord, They shall come into the treasury of the Lord. 
So the people shouted when the priest blew the trumpets, and it happened when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, and the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat. Then the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city, and they utterly destroyed all that was in the city, both men and women, young and old, oxen, sheep, and donkey, with the edge of the sword. But Joshua said to the two men who spied out the country, Go into the harlot's house, and from there bring out the woman and all that she has, as you swore to her. And the young men who had been spies went in and brought out Rahab, her father, her mother, her brothers, and all that she had. So they brought out all her relatives and left them outside the camp of Israel. But they burned the city and all that was in it with fire. Only the silver and gold and the vessels of bronze and iron they put into the treasury of the house of the Lord. And Joshua spared Rahab the harlot, her father's household, and all that she had. So she dwells in Israel to this day, because she hid the messengers whom Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. Then Joshua charged them at the time, saying, Cursed be the man before the Lord, who rises up and builds this city Jericho. He shall lay its foundation with his firstborn, and with its youngest he shall set up its gates. And the Lord was with Joshua, and his fame spread throughout all the country. Now, I did some research on the Internet. Wonderful thing, the Internet. You can do a lot of research for historical purposes. Turns out that the ancient city of Jericho had actually had two walls. It was built on a hill. Okay? And the inner wall was up on top of the hill or around the hill, and that encompassed about five acres. Okay? The outer wall was lower down the hill. Okay? And both of them were actually, they leveled out on the limestone that was underneath, and they leveled those out. These walls were about 10 to 20 feet thick. And the tall one was about 30 feet high. They were made out of stone and brick, uh, mud brick. Now, apparently, Jericho had been occupied in this format for about seven or 800 years. In that period of time, in human cities, garbage and dirt and stuff like that collects. And it continually builds up the ground surface, in case you don't know that. You can see that in any of our older cities. And they've only been there, some of them, as many as 300 years. That's why it it just happens that way. I mean, people are pigs. (laughs) And they just let the dirt build up. They don't carry it out, except maybe out of their house. But then they just throw it in the streets and whatnot. So, and remember that they didn't have the kind of septic systems and things back then that we have today. So there were a lot of buildup of less than pleasant things out in the streets. And all of that tends to accumulate. Now, the outside walls actually encompassed about nine acres. Now, 
I did some calculating because that's the way I am. <clears throat> and those nine acres, that's just about eight-tenths of a mile that's encompassed around the, the perimeter, okay? So, now I want you to picture with me this picture. You got this city full of people. Probably, they estimate there were probably thirty to 40,000 people inside these walls. In nine acres, that's a whole lot of people. Okay? And these Israelites that they're frightened to death of so that they're not allowing anybody in or out of the gates. And these people come up and they got warriors going before them. And they then behind those warriors, they've got seven guys with ram's horns. Now, these are those curly horns that have been hollowed out. And you blow them like, well, they are, they're trumpets. But I, I don't have, I didn't get to do what I wanted to do. I wanted to get where I could get you the sound of one of those trumpets blowing. But you've heard what a single-tone trumpet sounds like. And that's essentially what, what that was, that sound. Except it wasn't in brass, it was in horn. That's why they call them horns, I guess. So, now, it takes some time for men to walk eight-tenths of a mile. And that's the least they'd have had to walk, depending on how far out they were from that wall. My guess is that they were probably far enough that they weren't going to be easily hit with rocks and stuff like that. They could have been hit with arrows. But at any rate, I'm sure they weren't right up against the wall. I'm sure there was some distance from the wall. So it was probably more than eight-tenths of a mile that they had to walk. And most of us walk at a normal pace somewhere around three to four miles an hour. So if you'll give me... the the leeway to say that they probably walked about a mile. And priests, I can just see these people marching carefully and slowly. So I'm going to guess that they were probably going about two miles an hour. So it probably took about half an hour for them to walk all the way around that city. And I say that because I want you to think about what it was like for those people inside. They, they've got all these people that are being deathly quiet. No sound coming from them. And they're walking around the city. Followed by the priest and then the Ark of the Covenant. And then I guess the unarmed people were behind them like that. And this is a huge number of people. I suspect that the reason that on the seventh day they went around it seven times, aside from the fact that they were following the exact thing that God told them to do, is because by the time they got everybody around it, it probably took that long to get all those people. 
all the way around the city and do all of that kind of stuff. That's it's conjecture on my part. But if you can imagine the mass of the people of Israel going around this city, for six days they did it once a day. Imagine what those people inside were thinking. What on earth is going on? And yet they're quaking in their shoes because they're frightened to death of these people. They know what's coming. They know they're going to be killed. And they're frightened. And can you blame them? Can you blame them? But they don't surrender. Because God's already told the Israelites it doesn't matter. Kill them all. Everything, every person, every animal, everything. And Israel did it. On the seventh day, they marched around that city seven times. Let's see, if it took 30 minutes to walk around it once, seven times would have been how long? It would have been three and a half hours that these people walked around it in utter silence with just those trumpets blowing. Let's remember that those trumpets were not able to be... (coughs) Blown by one person continuously so that, because every few minutes, seconds actually, whoever's blowing a trumpet has to take a breath. You can't breathe and blow through that trumpet continuously. Don't care how good you are. So, but I'm sure that they made sure that there was always at least a couple of those trumpets blowing. At any rate, then at the very end, when they come around the seventh time, all of the trumpets blare. And Joshua tells the people, shout. And can you imagine the volume of noise? You've heard what it's like at Denver Stadium or Dallas Cowboy Stadium or some of that when all those people start yelling. It gets loud, really loud. People describe it in those football stadiums as a wall of sound. Imagine you're surrounded by these hundreds of thousands, maybe a million people. And all of a sudden... They've got, you've got that huge sound, you've got all of those people surrounding it, and they all start screaming loud and hard. And all of a sudden, those huge, tall, thick walls fall over. And every man around that city that had a weapon went in and started slaughtering whatever was alive. The only exception to that 
was Rahab's house because she did what they told her to do. And she put those red cords out her windows. And guess what? Her house was not harmed. And we know that it was on the outside, outside wall. Up against the outside of the outside wall. Now, and those two guys that she harbored went in and they got all her people, all her stuff, and they took them to the camp. But other than that, every single person, every single animal was killed. Then they burned the city after they took away all of the gold and silver and bronze and iron. That alone was imperative that it be done because that's the way God said it should be done. That's the lesson I want us to focus on today. When God gives us an order, He expects it to be done in exactly, precisely the way that He says to do it. And when we follow His way in exactly the way He tells us to do it, then we are victorious. And I hate to cut into the next guy's story a little bit, but I'm going to. Somebody cheated. And somebody picked up something that they shouldn't have. And it's going to cause a problem. And that's exactly what happens when we don't follow what God tells us to do. We wind up having problems. Not little ones. Not just little ones, let me say it that way. But very, very big problems. And it affects every person around us in some way. Think about that. When we do what we are to do, we're all successful. We're all Blessed. But all it takes is one person not doing what needs to be done and it causes problems for everybody. That's tough. And it makes it hard for everybody to think about. Today, if there's some way that we can be of service to you, Won't you please let us know and let us help you as we stand and as we sing.